Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Forever. Hello, and welcome back to Race Chaser, Race Chaser, a podcast dedicated to the discussion, dissection, and dissemination of every single episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, starting from the very beginning. This is the beginning. A little bit of love goes a little way. My name's Alaska. What's yours? Hello, I'm Willem. Welcome back. We're back in the saddle, back in the uh back in the um recording um Zoom meetings. Back in the gaffin. Uh RuPaul's gaffin. Um two things that uh cannot wait until hot goss happening in the world. Um first of all, uh we lost Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Supreme Court justice last week. She died at 87 years old and was a true American hero for the historic work that she did. And uh, her open spot on the Supreme Court is yet another reason to vote in leadership that has the best interest of women, queers, people of color in their core beliefs. So uh, she will be missed. And it's very sad that uh, she passed away. And that was that was really hard news to get over the wire the other night. Yeah, it was it was pretty devastating. But like using her life as an example and seeing like, you know, if she was if she was just one of those people that was accepted back in the day, her and Sandra Day O'Connor, they would have just ended up at a law firm being like retired partners in the end. And instead, they used their adversity to find a new way in through teaching and education. And then they became Supreme Court justices. And like they helped make our future so clear because like. You know, a lot of people, most of America goes about their day being privileged and, you know, they've never had their their rights decided on. Like, you know, my sister, straight white American girl, you know, she knows people right. that are voting for Trump and um, that's disappointing. But like her rights have never been decided on by like seven people and ours have. So like knowing that Ruth went up all against all that for her gender and all that in inequities that she faced then. And then she flipped it around and helped us out in the end. Another minority is just like, it's so inspiring. And I hope that, um, that she's like, you know, a figurehead for everybody along with like Beyonce and like Mary Tyler Moore and like groundbreaking women, you know? Right. And we'll talk more about her on hot goss in a couple of days. Um, There's another groundbreaking woman though. 
What? What are you the, referring to? Uh, Gaga, please hang up oh, and dial yes. 911. <laughs> oh my God, yes. this video is giving me like Alejandro's cousin who's staying with her for the summer. Right. Yeah, very that. Very it's that. Everything. Yeah, uh, definitely check out the 911 um, art film. Uh, and um, I make an appearance in it. I am the guy banging his head on the pillow. Um, so just oh. look closely. Uh, that's me. Um, Congratulations. That's that's actually how I feel. Mentally, that's where I'm at. Um, but yeah, uh, tag yourself. Um, last <laughs> week, okay. Last week, we finished our coverage of All-Stars 1, the groundbreaking first All-Stars season of Drag Race. And uh, our first inductee into the Drag Race Hall of Fame, Ms. Lady Chatterley, Chad Michaels. Um, Now, that was a revelatory season for us. Six full episodes, chock full of neon superhero promo pictures. Uh, We don't have a new promo picture for this episode, but we're taking a little tangent. uh, Yes, a tangential, Uh supplementary Angela Tangential, um, yeah. and we're, we're going to be reviewing um, an episode of television, which is groundbreaking and important, and the amazing content, which is available to watch on VH1 now, which we refer to, is RuPaul's Drag Race Vegas. Vegas Um Yeah, we wanted to take an episode just to kind of round up uh, what we've seen so far on Vegas Review. I feel like everyone's talking about it. Everyone is like watching this because we're in the interim period between seasons right now. So I mean, just yeah, the Vegas. Re- I feel like the Vegas review, sh- like show that we're watching, is actually the untucked for the actual Vegas show. It's just in a long form. You're right. So, You're uh, the, right. Yeah. And I'm feeling yeah. like this is like a good thing to cover. There's going to be a lot of quotes for a lot of years. There's going to be a lot of like beefs that we talk about. Beef, Bitch, we could eat for months uh, on just the, the servings of beef that they've given us in the first three episodes. <laughs> yeah. We could, have a, we could have a beef bourguignon, a beef Cameron Michael. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. A, a stew, a soup. <laughs> Yeah, Na- yeah, Naomi Smalls alone is uh an iconic figure in the show. Uh I call it She missed the, uh, the hug circle. Girl. Girl, the hug I circle. Ca- I call it the real drag housewives of Las Vegas because it's basically they're taking these drag queens and they're putting them in uh social situations where um the possibilities for um let's say sparks are uh, uh are um apparent. There are more sparks in this show than a gender reveal party. Let me tell you. <laughs> wow. Way too soon. Way too soon. Uh, now, you've seen the show at Flamingo Las Vegas, right? I have seen it at Flamingo Las Vegas. I always try to go back to, you know, my old haunts when I'm in Vegas. And I performed in that room in 2006. So, you know, I'm an alum. I don't um, know what you're doing at the Flamingo, but it ain't dancing. <laughs> it it was we it wasn't dancing. It was moving. We could have had <laughs> we anyone. Could've, we could have gotten anyone. RuPaul, Paula Abdul, RuPaul Abdul. <laughs> Willem <laughs> Belli is exciting. She's vivacious and she's, she's very, very, very sexy. Sexy. 
<laughs> um, the show, the queens, the drama, you're here for all of it, and so are we. Um, and yeah. this, this show is tailor-made to the BH1 audience. It shows, like, you know, drama. I mean, you'll get, you'll get to it, but it's everything you could ever want. And if you haven't watched it yet, let us entice you by reviewing it now. This is in no way a paid talk by the producers of World of Wonder. No, nope. um, no, we're doing fully... this just for for fun, for yeah. own enjoyment. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, uh, it's a mom hobby just to dissect, disseminate, and uh, discussionate. Um, yes. So I, uh, I'm just saying, I'm saying, good for them for having this flamingo show, letting all the girls see it. I loved it. Yeah. Did you see it yet? I saw a bunch of clips. I didn't get a chance to uh, to go in there before Lady Covadina um, mm-hmm. worked her magic on the world. But the show features a great lineup of girls. Asia O'Hara, Derek Berry, Naomi Smalls, Cameron Michaels, Evie Oddly, and Vanessa Vanji Mateo. Yeah. Uh, it's a great group of girls. And the show looks really great. Like the, the actual Vegas show. But uh, this is about the behind the scenes. The BTS, which is kind of the most Im- interesting stuff because like everything else you can just see on YouTube or somebody's Snapchat or TikTok until next week. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, now, Derek's the sort of uh, mainstay. She lives in Vegas. She, Derek Barry is Las Vegas. Uh, <laughs> she, she is so Vegas that she doesn't have just one life partner. She has two. Everything is excessive. Everything is more in Vegas. You know what I mean? She's been uh, there. She's been on the strip for probably a decade of her life too. She started when AGT, yeah. came, AGT came out, or before that, and so she is there. She is in it. She is not going anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they haven't shown Coco, but I know that she's a hometown girl, and she's also uh, on cast. I think she's a she's swing. an understudy. Yeah, she's an understudy, and she's uh-huh. actually in um, in the latest episode. The the. I just watched this morning. It came oh, out nice. last night. I didn't. I didn't see that one yet. But maybe you can fill me in. Um, just like some of the girls and their transplants. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, ev- everybody wants to know how Derek's thruple works, and for me, it makes sense. Like two holes, three things to stick in them. Do the math. I mean, oh that's God. how it works. Um, I like those odds. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it's. <laughs> It's better I, than it's better than Plinko. Let me tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten to hang out with um, Derek and Nick and Mackenzie, and um, they're such lovely people. They're so um, warm and kind, and it's it was really fun. Just like they invited us over to their house and just to like have a nice time. I really enjoy the um, this uh, household of people, and they're lovely. And yeah, it makes sense. They have a great chemistry together and they share their lives together. You know? Yeah. And they, right. they, it seems like they all, um, I mean, they all have a sense of humor about themselves. Mm-hmm. Derek knows, um, knows when he's done something stupid and funny and he leans into it. And um, I feel like he is, he's like the, the simplest one on here. He never keeps a secret. He talks the most in this show and he's the biggest catalyst for things happening so the fact that he's got two boyfriends too and two love interests it's very vegas of him um, yes derek um brought her own giant spoon to the set which she uses to stir the pot she yes. does it's a, yes. it has a very long um swarovski handle 
And it's, it's a, a pressure cooker. Spoon. She shouldn't take the lid off to stir too much. <laughs> but she tends to keep peeking in. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the the first thing I think that we have to <laughs> go up against is uh, Derek and or Nebraska and Naomi. Um, oh, yes. Derek, Derek the first and- sword fights, sword fight noises. Yes. The first clash of the divas is, of course, Naomi versus Nebraska. Oh, wow. When- when Naomi and Derek were on Drag Race, I remember just like Naomi saying a lot of hurtful, true things about Derek. Oh my God. And, uh, <laughs> and Derek also saying some things, which I don't remember. Um, but uh, there's there's some beef with Nebraska between Derek and Naomi. And it's it's it just keeps rearing its ugly head like a cyst whose sack wasn't removed. Um, they show the clip... <laughs> from Derek's original season of Drag Race. And she's wearing the same polo shirt at the party present day that she's wearing in the workroom on her season of Drag Race. Oh, wow. So same it's shirt. Her par- it's her party polo. Girl, yes, it's a party polo. Uh, uh-huh, I get I it. I can't blame her for this because I wear the same uh, shirts every single day. So I completely understand. I'm probably wearing the same outfit that I wore on season five right now. This tattoo, though, you're so rugged. Um, uh, no, I just don't bathe very well, so they're still on. They're you look they're like temporary. Diablo Cody. Uh, <laughs> who the fuck is that? She wrote um, the United States of Terra, I think, and um, hmm. Juno. Juno. Uh, she's writing Madonna's autobiography or movie or something. I don't know. Work. Um, but she's a former stripper and she's got a she's a good writer. I think I read her book. I think she wrote a book. I feel like well, she Well, I'm gonna read her book while we take a break and we'll be right back. Good luck. <laughs> good luck, doll. You'll need it. <laughs> <laughs> This episode is brought to you by who I almost nodded off because this Helix mattress is so comfortable. Helix Sleep! The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. I've had several many Helix mattresses for several many years now, and I love I them all. They're all my I've babies. read the men's room wall. We have the midnight dusk. We have the uh, we have the one for uh, heavy sleepers, and that's also oh, good. Oh, they're if, all good. If you have slumber parties, if uh, lots, of, I love a Helix party, uh, and we are the Helix girls, and we have been for such a long time that we know what works best for us and our bodies. But if you don't know, you could take a Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. They've got models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Also models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Ooh, plus enhanced cooling features to help you from overheating at night. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home, so that's why they offer a 100-night trial to try out your new Helix mattress and a 10- to 15-year warranty. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash 
Drag. Drag. And use code HelixPartner20. This is their best offer yet, and it's not going to last long. It's so good, I'm going to say it again. That's HelixSleep.com slash drag. And use code HelixPartner20. With Helix, better sleep starts now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. You're literally getting them out of you by speaking them and figuring out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. That's right. And I think, uh, and I've said this before, I think therapy is a very useful tool, whether you've been through something very traumatic or you're just trying to better yourself. Yeah, and if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. You don't have to leave your house. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Yeah, all the therapists have licenses. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash drag today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag. Well, we are back, uh, and um, ladies and gentlemen, introducing the inconspicuous beauty, Alaska <laughs> Thunderfuck Five Thousand. Inconspicuous, yeah, very, so very. The inconspicuosity of this situation is further conundrumed by the fact that uh, Nebraska throws, he wants to throw in a little jab at Naomi because Derek brings up the fact that Naomi once said on stage that if you are a Derek Barry fan, you must be brain dead, you know, which is the kind of shit talk that happens during the seasons when the girls ask like whatever girls hosting you in whatever town, like, well, what about this? This happened this week with so-and-so blah, blah, blah. And then you say like a cute little quippy answer to make the audience go. Ooh, and that happened a few years ago. And Derek either wants to bring it up just to have talking points, but Nebraska seems more pointed about it. You know, like she's throwing in comments that don't have anything to do with her. Right. Yeah. It's it's a dramatic exchange. And uh, of course, we're only seeing what the show is showing us. I don't know. I mean, drag queens at a party sit around and talk shit at each other and they discuss shit that might have happened, whether it's on stage or on TV or whatever. Mm. But this is a little different because everyone has body mics on and there's a camera crew in the house with them. So it's a little different. It's it's. It works, and I I really like this exchange because it was very saucy. It was very, like, uh, dramatic right off the bat for this season. Uh, We get the Naomi saying, just because you're 6'5 doesn't make you fierce. Oh, I, you don't like my attitude? Well, if I'm not, if I'm not welcome here, then I'm just going to leave. Uh, No, 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 baby, don't do that. No, I didn't want you to do that, baby. No. Naomi comes into someone's house, home, two, three people, and two of them, two of the people that live there are currently, like, you know, bringing up uncomfortable stuff and, like, attacking her and demanding answers. And it's just like, that's not how you start off a party. Nobody wants a party like that. I don't know how you raise your drag children, but this reflects poorly on you, Alaska. Oh, wow. Listen, I'll have you know, I'm an absentee mother, uh, and so I had nothing to do with her raising 
Um, but no, this- you were there for the conception. Take responsibility. But like Nebraska is bringing to this show the sort of sparks that you want and you need, and that's making it very exciting to watch. The sparks continue at the casino when all the girls are like, why don't we stay in drag and just like go out? Do you guys like really bad lighting? Let's put on cocktail dresses and go out on the carpet. Let's go to the tables where everyone smokes indoors. Uh, Yes. I Ooh, love smoking a, indoors. Let's go stand next to our Photoshop pictures, and yeah. and we'll we'll stand next to them, and then they'll go, oh, oh. <laughs> I just saw right. a messy man. Uh, I think, wow. I th- Nebraska shows up to to meet the girls. Nebraska also in full drag. This is like a week later after that, basically, right? Or a couple days after. Yeah, like, I think it's a few days after. Stuff is simmered. The girls have to do like a promo appearance in the casino, walk around, do a little lap, show the guys mm-hmm. what they're missing. Um, and Nate Derek says, oh, Nebraska just had a photo shoot. Uh, can she stop by? And it's like, okay, A, it's hot as fuck in Vegas. If you had a photo shoot and you're wearing those giant rubber fake tits, you're going to take them off in the car. Well, she had a photo shoot. It's called Drag, drag Race Vegas Review. I mean, it's a TV appearance, and they said probably be in drag. This is what I'm guessing. I just feel like I know what you said about Nebraska um, being like the, you know, the kindling and all this show, but I yeah. really just wish they would have found another way instead of creating drama between people that th- they should be paying Asia and Naomi extra to have to deal with the extraneous characters that Derek has helped introduce into the show because Nebraska is an unwelcome adjutant in this show. And after that first party, he should have known and steered clear. But instead, producers just, you know, Machiavelli, just rubbing their hands together, thinking, oh, this is great. I feel really bad for Asia and Naomi because all this shit has, you know, it's, it's, they should be getting a per diem for it. It's not fair. But when Nebraska shows up in the casino and tries to like, make a build a bridge with Naomi when one end of the bridge is still on fire, even though it's just a slow simmer because Naomi's cool about it and not an idiot. Like, I don't understand why Nebraska has to come in and poke the bear at all. And I understand why Asia because gets mad. The producers because... probably asked her to. Well, it just isn't because... real. I was asked it to is... be on a TV show once and I said no. Well, it's also a TV show where, like, you, you're exactly right. She is there as an adjutant. She's being used for that. But and does she so know? She is being edited in such a way that she is just an adjutant. She's not a main character in the show. So they're using her for that. So we don't know what was said that isn't shown. I think that, I, I, and I'm being a little defensive because. Nebraska has she's had got your a daddy's really name on it. I get it. No, but she's had a really hard time with people uh, sending her death threats and sending her a lot of like hatred and negativity because of this uh, program, and it and it it really is like hurtful to her. And I told her, "Listen, you're on TV. People are saying your name." That doesn't happen all the time. So, like, use this opportunity and make the best out of it. Don't don't get, like, emotionally hurt about it because it's an opportunity for her. to Any time that a drag queen gets to be on TV, that's a big deal. And so I, I hope that she uses it um, to her benefit. 
Yeah, I think Tennessee Williams or somebody, and I know I've said this before, never turned Gore down. Gore Vidal. Yeah, her. <laughs> that one. That quote. Thank you. But that's at the hot same, goss. At the same time, I don't understand why he couldn't, if he was going to be given this opportunity, I don't understand why he constructed a better storyline for himself that could have benefited him more in the long run with jobs, positivity, and stuff like that. I, I don't like the storyline that he's chosen to allow himself to be a part of. I don't know if it was his idea or somebody else's, but I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's, I think it's extraneous and not necessary for this drag. For the show, good. Is it detrimental for him though? Fuck yeah, I think it is. I mean, who knows? But like at, at this point, it's not making him look good. And it's making me question why he's being a shit star to my friends like Asia and Naomi. Because when Asia gets heated, when Asia pops off, I've seen her pop off in a dressing room with girls. And I've also yeah. seen her work really, really well with people that she hate who are like within like 10 feet of her for years. She can she can just yeah. pay nooch and, and be a professional and work. I've, I saw it in, in Texas for years and she's great. So to see her flip over the fact that there's, you know, that someone's pulling strings behind the scenes to make her experience in Vegas a less than positive one pisses me off for her because she went there to do a show and do a job and she has the hardest fucking job in the show. So for them to, so for producers to throw um, this, this character at her and Naomi, it just, it it makes it makes me go. This is messy. It didn't need to be messy because the format is the Real Housewives. Messiness is the product. That's what they're selling. If the if Nebraska showed up and was positive, love and light, I can guarantee this: she wouldn't have any screen time because that's not the product that they are peddling with this program. But should she? I mean, why she is wouldn't it... have been on TV? Period. So well. Maybe she shouldn't be right now at this point if this is all she has to offer. I mean, God bless the child and everything, but like, what is she adding to the program other than negativity? And God this is from bless some- the children. <laughs> this is from someone who talks shit on the internet weekly, but at the same time, at least my stuff is funny. Like, her stuff is just, uh, I'm, I'm not feeling it yet. And I hope there's, there's a, uh, what's it called at the end? Like a 180 or something that makes yeah. me, that makes me like her more. I've always been like very like, um, I've always been on good terms with her and Derek's whole family, but like this yeah. is a, this is when you get to know somebody. Sometimes you don't like them as much, and you are right. It's an opportunity to be on TV, which you usually can't buy. But like, I just I well, there's plenty of drama to go around, <laughs> and the next beeflet comes between Asia and Naomi. <laughs> And this Lord brought noises. on at the sleepover. And I think everybody should have just played spin the bottle because the girls with boyfriends or partners, they were like, no, we'll do truth or dare when it gets to me. Right. Which mistake. Yes. Because truth spin the bottle is just like the easiest way to cheat on your partner. So go with it. <laughs> I think. It's a loophole in, in the in the system of relationships, yes. And this uh, would have been a holly loophole for sure. Um Holly loophole, yes. Asia is um is given the task of being told in front of people by someone else and watching Naomi's face while Derek explains this because Naomi went into Derek's dressing room like a couple shows before and talked about this gym chat where the girls were going to get their pump on but ended up just sitting on the floor, you know, gossiping. It was Cameron, Naomi, (laughs) and Asia, I think, and... You know, light, just light, frivolous gym talk about um, Asia's parents being dead 
and um and you know who's the weakest person in the show who could be the downfall it's just totally inappropriate gym talk and Asia mentions that Naomi could be the weakest link because like you know she's not there for prayer circles and group hugs and she goes to get and pedicures the, the, red, the opening red carpet where they were doing the group shot yeah so Asia bases a comment on that I guess I don't know if she's trying to be controversial or what but she's also friends with Naomi so she's allowed to it's not like the the Derek Nebraska uh, Naomi didn't situation she, she didn't say it to her Face? Didn't she say it no, to her she face? Did. Yeah, she was next to her. It was her, so, Cameron I mean, Michaels, that... and Naomi. So, like, the fact that Naomi is going into a dressing room and talking about it with her other cast members, sure, that happens. It's dressing room chit-chat. But you would never expect one of those people in that dressing room to go back to the person they were talking about and say, well, this girl said you're the weakest link. How do you feel about that? Blah, blah, blah. In the longest truth or dare setup ever. It's like, right. where were you going with this question, Derek? And... Did the producers write it on a card or did you have to memorize it? It came out of a pink furry box, I think. Girl. Um, The result, though, is that Asia feels very attacked and she feels she she gets she gets upset because she felt like in the dressing room, she had a space to just kind of like relax and like be there and and be herself and now it's coming out that like the girls in the dressing room kind of feel a certain way about her and so she this is all coming at her there's cameras on her and she stands up and says i'm leaving take my microphone yeah and why don't you take our microphones right now and we're gonna take a break mm-hmm. just take my just take my mic i'm, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get me the fuck out of this snuggie oh. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh my gosh, you're back. It's Welcome you. Welcome back. The Innocence of Befuddlement. Alaska Thunderfuck <laughs> 5000. <laughs> um, the show is about to start. Uh, so Naomi <laughs> Naomi says that uh, says a lot without saying anything when you just watch her face while Derek is talking. Like, we'll put it on our Instagram just because it's the face where her eyes narrow a little bit and she's thinking no way. Derek can't be this dumb like, to repeat why this. why are we doing all this like, right now? Like, what the fuck? It's an unblinking, unchanging expression, and it says everything to me, the yeah. viewer, anyway. Um, and Asia, you know, I hear her voice crack, which, you know, makes me think that there's more emotion than should be normally involved with drag, and it makes me feel for her. And she gets up and gets out, and that it's... 
the fact that they're saying this is their their green room and everything, it's not their green room. I've been in the green room there. That's not the green room. That's a hotel that's room. That's where the snacks are. Yeah, that's not the green room at all. It's a hotel room that's like floors and floors and floors up. So okay. don't believe the lies. <laughs> now, it, the it's dr- a lie. It's now, a lie. Now there's more beef to go around. Beef Ooh, is it a Wellington? Bourguignon. Uh, beef, the, beef Wellington. Beef, beef, beef Wellington. <laughs> um, the, this Asia drama continues into the show from that uh, hotel suite up in the clouds. And she moves to do her. She There's this Is that clearing... from Fancy? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that one of the lines from Fancy? Uh-uh, hotel no. suite up in the clouds. What is that from? Uh, and I got me a Georgia mansion in an elegant New York townhouse. Oh, one week later, I was pouring his tea in a five-room yeah. hotel suite. That's it. Yeah, okay. And, you, and if you want to see me perform Fancy... You can go to the Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash Willem. And Alaska also does a number. Um, I do MacArthur Park. I don't just do a number. I do a drag staple. Uh, She doesn't do a number. She does a whole fucking equation. That song is so long. (laughs) Says the girl who did fancy. I mean, come on. 37 verses. 37 (laughs) verses just to get her to age 16. I mean, really, it's... Uh, the well, you have to tell beef- them where the cockroach comes from, right? On the heel, Tobaha heel Louboutin. Um, <laughs> so the next beef is between Asia and Derek. Wait, I mean, well, it kind of is just a continuation. It's but- a continued beef. It's it's <laughs> the a left- Asia dressing room drama. Sword sounds. This is this is more of like a cult. This is definitely a cold roast beef sandwich from the pot roast that everybody had last night. <laughs> the beef keeps yeah. on giveth for sure. Um, now, this Asia dressing room drama where she moves from basically the first level of dressing rooms is one level above the stage. How this is laid out as someone who's performed there. The second you're going to be dress- running these stairs every night. So get eight used times to a it. night. Um, if you're smart, you'll come up with an exit plan. I chip my tooth on a quaalude. Um <laughs> So the second level of dressing rooms is two stores up from the stage. So when they say that she could have her own space, one more dressing room up, that's kind of inconvenient because Asia probably does the most fucking work with seven or eight little bits in the show. Yeah, she has eight different scenes. And most girls have two or three, Max, like two group numbers and a solo. Um, And Asia's in everything. So I understand why she wanted to move to... The closest, like, little touch-up area on the stage. Side of the stage, yes. Unfortunately, due to union rules, uh, there's so many weird-ass fucking union rules in um, Vegas. Like, you're not allowed to have a show longer than 90 minutes, Mm. or you get fined by the gaming board, which is, like, they have a lot of crazy rules. But one of the rules, the union rules, is they need, like, a safety perimeter on the stage of, like, eight feet or something. Some some like buffer zone between the stage and where like there's permanent yeah. structures or something like that. And yeah. the dressing room where Asia decided to set up is like a little quick change room. And she decided to stay there and the, she's not allowed there. And then they bring in one of the big guns, one of the behind the scenes people who you don't know, but you might know Randy Barbado. Um, yeah. And they call like this whole on stage meeting and yeah. it's dramatic and I, I, it's, it, there was an interview with Evie where she said something about Rue that was very true. And it, I understand where she got, I'm guessing she probably gained that, um, 
that that opinion about her from this show because the way Rue singles her out to talk about her about her own body issues with the doctors mm. and mm-hmm. like directing this girl what to do basically telling her it I don't like it um and when yeah I don't like it I just don't like it like don't tell me what to do with my fucking body after I'm sacrificing it to give your show ratings you know because the right. way I understood it Naomi um uh Evie's condition uh every time the more that she does drag the worse it gets basically from what I yeah from what I gained from watching her story on the show and when RuPaul like has these moments with her it does feel like you know emmy bait like i'm 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 doing what i i need to do to Mm -hmm. like be how can i be relatable here oh i'll talk to the young girl about her body and tell her what to do and act like i'm helping her we've set you up with the doctor it's like duh i i it's there's so many fingerprints on it there's even fucking toe prints on it the this show is strung together much like the housewives i guess i don't really watch that but like is this all the housewives is too is just drama on drama on drama yes and i mean putting them in situations that are pressure cookers that that will erupt into conflict i do like that after the naomi weakest link battle they showed her performing and you know that stage was never cleaner after she swiffered her little leg trick on it she did yeah she she did the naomi smalls i i like the way that they're using the story to like introduce like a little performance segment during the show to see that the girls do have talent and why they're there it's not just because they're boyfriends or like their gym talks and stuff like that Um, right it's because ultimately the show is to promote the vegas show and it the the show looks really really cool in this uh in this show speaking of rupaul rupaul makes a few cameos in the show uh she uh gives advice uh about what meditating dating not holding on to resentments are you RuPaul. sure that isn't the master class dipper <laughs> it's definitely not the master into class that, that that's where she te- that's where she tells you not to put your hands in your pockets um <clears throat> rupaul's playing guru it's what she does now it's like where her, is it? <laughs> it's her side hustle for sure you um, like money my <sighs> first foundation was tawny it was tawny something tawny tawny sunset I don't think it was Tawny Sunset. She just talked mm. about it in the last episode of her master class where she paid another girl to get into drag instead of doing it herself like we all signed up for. Um, uh, what privilege. Exactly. Um, Cameron Cameron has this uh, breakup B storyline where they're like, how can we get the hot guy with no conflict to have a storyline? I like, have a question about all that. Sure, let's delve into his personal life. Well, how now this is my big question, because as you if you've watched the show, you know that Cameron, his boyfriend from New York, comes to visit. Well, okay, comes to visit Vegas and go they go to the top of the Eiffel Tower. And then the 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 guy breaks up with Cameron and says the distance is too much. And I and I don't want to do this anymore. Does he say that was I feel. I feel like his his uh, turn where he gets negative was when Cameron asked once. She's like, and maybe you can come visit here more often, blah, blah, blah. And then it's kind of like, oh, well, we could talk about it. And then Cameron says that again. I'm not sure mm-hmm. who's prodding, either his or whatever. But, like, the fact that the thirst is there because you're asking the same question again. And then mm-hmm. you get 
the same answer but worse from the person you're saying it to makes me think they should have just kept it light and not tried to define it and everything. But I'm sure for TV, they needed that. But um, Andre's cool. I've met him. I follow him on Instagram. But Cameron was crying, though. Yeah, because like... I don't believe that was acting. I don't believe it was either. But at a certain point when you feel like something can't have a label because, you know, of distance or whatever, Cameron's not dumb. It's hard to be in a show five, six nights a week and then have a relationship with someone 3,000 miles away. Sure, he wants it because, like, everybody wants that at some point and romanticizes it. But, like, having that fantasy in your head about someone who lives that far away and then them not reflecting it back is hurtful. So I'm sure that's why he was crying. And I feel for the guy. But um, My question is, was it? did the producers provoke this this exchange did they book the flight what was he going to visit anyway and it was just lucky that it happened within the confines of a production schedule honey i can tell you this anytime that they filmed outside in las vegas they had a permit they had a plan they didn't say oh let's get a permit to film there outside at paris on the eiffel tower and then just hope you guys have something to talk about they didn't do that they so didn't did leave the it. boyfriend know that he was going to break up with cameron yes did I'm he not tell sure. the producers that he was going to do that did the producers say how are things going well if you want to break it off with him it might be a good idea to do it on the show is that what happened because that I, seems like so emotionally head fucked to me yeah. Because Cameron, it was, I don't think he was acting when he was crying no, in the Eiffel Tower. I don't, I don't think that they left anything to chance. I think that when they had Andre probably like getting ready to go to Vegas and like, you know, signing his whatever or doing, I'm sure he had a talk with someone beforehand. This is what we're going to talk about, X, Y, Z. The talking points are there on the fucking call sheet. You know, it says what this scene is about. Why are we on the top of the Eiffel Tower? They weren't just there to see the view. They were there to get story points in. And that's how reality shows work, you know? Um, it I, seems very emotionally, like, mortifyingly manipulative. Oh, yeah, and, of course. But you know what's even like more, them. you know what's even worse? Anonymity. Anonymity? So, that, yeah. Like, I, sorry, I said it wrong. But like I would would I rather be emotionally manipulated and on TV or at home not on TV? I'll choose the first one. Okay. Something you've said before on the podcast is you you can you can either be right or you can be happy. What is that the saying? No, you can be right and alone or nah. um or like something else. I don't know. You can be right and alone or like just just like let it go and be with other people. And I feel like it's this budding uh, budding heads between Asia and Naomi because Naomi's like, I'm not going to like bend over backwards to apologize and to invite you back into the dressing room and all this. And Asia's like, well, I'm not I'm not going to go in there unless they like apologize to me and make me feel like I I am wanted in there. So it's like this disagreement that did get seriously blown out of proportion and for the sake of like I I it's good for a reality show where mm-hmm. you want drama, but for the sake of like having a dressing room and be I feel like I would just be like just come back, please. Can we just have a dressing room, please? Right. I, 
I I mean I I would sacrifice any petty or or uh, what malicious comments I felt were made about me to have uh, to have a camaraderie in the show for sure because it always makes the show a little bit better I think but thank God thank God we have RuPaul here telling the girls just to move through the conflict and move get over it. those negative feelings. Yeah. I mean, if we didn't have her to tell us that, what would we do? Like, actually talk to each other and tell us about our feelings and work it out over the break? Well, why don't we take a break and then we'll talk about the exciting kiss between drag queens. Do you like this show? You know what? It's 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 hard seeing your friends be emotionally manipulated. And Asia, I've known since 2008. And yeah. she's a really hard worker. And they're fucking with her. They're fucking with her pregame in her locker room. And I don't like it for her. I also don't like Derek and Nebraska um, being pawns. And, and allowing themselves. They could have decided what kind of show this was going to be by not doing the bullshit that they've done. But they've decided to do the bullshit. So I'm allowed to judge my friends for it, but I'm still going to be friends with them for sure. And I can say all of that. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm just curious because you seem so excited to talk about it. But I am. I was... It's it's okay. drag. Like, I love drag. I love that I've seen the show. I love that I can see the inner workings behind it now with this is like basically the untucked. But I definitely am pissed by what they're doing to Asia. It's like... It's it's not it's not okay. Like having expecting a girl to go out there and do a show when her backstage is so chaotic because producers of the same show are also producing a TV show in which they want to create stakes there, which shouldn't be there for a uh, conducive, good flowing theater show. Like, yeah, it's, it's fucked. It's it's two sets of teams working against each other, and the girls are all in the middle. And I think Derek and Nebraska could have decided to take a better path. And decide what kind of show this would be instead of the tawdriness it's become. But they chose to do whatever they wanted to do. And I don't know if producers egged them on to do that. But it could have been a different show if people made different personal choices. And I think it's unfortunate that it's not. Is it a good TV show? Fuck yeah. Am I sad for my friends? Yeah. Yeah. But also happy. They get to be on TV and I'll never fucking be on that show again. You know? I already played that room. So fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) 2006 was crazy, y'all. Um, now, uh, Evie's little B storyline, she doesn't seem to be really hanging out with anybody. So, like, she just wanders into a room and then, oh, can I rehearse with you guys? Will you teach me a move? Did you see that? Like, that wasn't a B storyline. That was, like, a C storyline or a D storyline. That was so far removed. Ugh. None of the other girls. You could tell they filmed it a day. They filmed other stuff with Evie. They're like, that was her day this for her personal <laughs> This is when the producers are just pissing on your leg and telling you it's raining. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, what's what's going on in here? Oh, hi, what what are you doing in here? Oh, we're all mic'd. Oh. We all have microphones. Uh, this is all completely <laughs> planned. The dancers are in full costume on stage, but that's. Oh, do you want to just? Do you want to just come up and like try some moves with us? Or oh my gosh, really? <laughs> what? Oh, it's oh. so they do this in every reality show. They do the like completely. It's like state a staged, you know, moment. Girl, I don't know how I, I, I could probably count them. Um, How many times reality shows came to bingo? 
you know? Oh, LA, yeah. L.A. Yeah. Inc., Happily Ever After, The Twins. Um, I've, I've done so many bingo reality shows just because mm-hmm. people come in. And the way they film it, like, oh, there's drag queens inside. Oh, my gosh. Like, I can't believe those. It's like, oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Very uh, but it was cute. And I like that they're using this opportunity to sort of promote other shows that are happening in Las Vegas. Um, that show looks really amazing with the women dancers. Yeah, all those white girls seem to be having a lot of fun. They they were sickening. Um, uh, then, okay, can we talk about the steamy, sultry... Now, you didn't watch the latest episode. I didn't, but I have kissed many drag queens, as have you. Um, well, I don't know if you've kissed few. many, but you've kissed frequently. A Warren, few. Sure. Um, but for me, in general, two drag queens together, that's disgusting to me. For me. How for me, dare you condemn my relationship? In general. I just need a straight up man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? My drag queen boyfriend is a straight up man. <laughs> um, uh, this there forever. The the last episode deals with them finding Vanjie love and a relationship. So oh yeah, because they all went to that country western bar and um, Derek further right. convoluted shit by making a Vanjie dance off or some bullshit. I'm sure producers or whatever, because when the guys did come over and talk to the girls at the table at Charlie's, which is a really fun bar in Vegas. I love it there. Mm-hmm. We did a gig there last last year, I think. Um, the Everybody comes over. They're mic. They're lit. They knew what was happening. They went to this bar with the objective, quote unquote, to find Vanjie love. And yes. they, they did find her some nice verse bottoms to have a lunch with. Um, right. One of them even go. You know, they have a very awkward um, date and exchange. Girl, um, and then Derek leaves the date that he set up, playing fucking Dolly Levi, and not Dolly Levi from The Birdcage. Dolly Levi from whatever Barbara Streisand movie that was. Uh right. Hello, Dolly. That's what it's called. Oops. Hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. Uh, we're so glad to have you back in town. Um, so this sort of vibe continues as a through line in, with the latest episode, which happens when Vanjie's mom comes to visit. And Vanjie's mom is like sitting around with the girls. They're laughing, having a good, good time. And she's like, so, uh, oh, Cameron, are you single? And Cameron's <laughs> like, well, I am now. Uh and so Vanjie was like describing like what she's looking for in a relationship. She wants someone who's like into family, someone who can be committed, someone who like communicates really well. And so Cameron feels like, oh my gosh, well, that's kind of like, that's kind of me and what I want. So then they go out to a bar. Kokomon Trees comes in. And Yay! Everything's they, better with some hot cocoa. Yes, exactly. Yes. They, Deep salute, they, Coco's here. They mentioned that she is an understudy for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and Coco's like she- talking about something and something and something. And and like as Coco's talking, Cameron is like, like, what do I do? Should I talk to Vanjie? What do I do? Like try like mouthing words at Derek while Coco Montrese is giving is like mid-conversation. Um and so <laughs> Derek is like, why don't we play Spin the Bottle again? It uh, worked out really well last time. 
Uh, I feel like this show, the the like, the call sheets were done on post-its. They're like, oh, grab that one with the, the, the um, just grab me that post, stack of post-its, and we'll bring it to set. It'll be great. Yeah, we did spin the bottle before, but that was like an episode and a half ago. They won't remember. I think right. Derek has an earpiece in. You think? Right. Ear, earworm. Earwig. Uh... <laughs> And so they do spin the bottle. It lands in a on bar. Ca- they play spin the bottle. Really, girl? I know they must. They cleared off that table and spun the Grey Goose toots. They oh, did wow. it. <laughs> it lands on Cameron. So then Derek does like a eeny meeny miny mo very badly to land on Vanjie, uh, and then is like you two kiss, <laughs> and then they do, and Vanjie says. Oh my gosh, whoever did Cameron's Juvederm did a really good job because it feels gray. <laughs> she says that in the confessional chair. It's very funny. It's good to know the clump is not pumpy. Right. No clumpy pumpy. Sorry, uh, no, the pump is not clumpy. Not the <laughs> not the clump is not pumpy. My bad. Girl, uh, your clump is pumpy. Yeah. So then I'm just recapping it for you. Then Thank you. Vanjie and Cameron go over and like have a, a private moment and, and they're like oh my gosh, well, I didn't want it to happen like that, so maybe we should try that again. And so then they then they um, kiss again. Um, and it, uh, if it's you really look, sweet. If you look really closely, too, you can see Mish peeking around the corner. Just <laughs> you diddling. actually do see a cameraman in Gara, the bar. Mish is behind the cameraman, diddling herself, and she has her phone up, I'm sure, like, ah, oh, drag queens. Um. It's unfortunate that they had to shut this show down, though, because right after this episode, it basically, um, due to yeah. COVID, like it's done. And the confessionals do look very, very, very green screen with the fake Vegas in the back of them. Um, they I must have s- done pickups uh, with the confessionals and the girls did them uh, at home. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, yeah. Because why else would you use a green screen of Las Vegas when you're actually in Las Vegas? It's called Slapdash Production. Um, oh <laughs> and we thank Global you. Wow. We thank you, VH1 and WOW Presents, for making this Slapdash Production because anytime we get to see queens on TV, even when they're messy, it is a good thing for us and for visibility. And, right. you know, these, these girls are talented. They should be seen. And hopefully people will go see the show once it's back up and running. Yeah. And it's a shame that it's sort of got... You know, I, it's good that they got most of the the shooting done uh, of the queens before COVID shut down the show. This is very good promotion for the show. When the show is back up and running in Vegas, like, and the world is kind of back to a more safe, like, post-pandemic place, mm-hmm. then, like, we encourage you to go support these women. Support them online. Um, uh, Don't... Don't believe everything you see on TV. Do not let that taint your, you know, impression of these of these drag queens because these drag queens are are people first of all, and they're our friends. And some of them are they're taints. really fierce. Are <laughs> it's tainted? Take it. I rebuke it in the name of the Lord. Dark sided. I me do that. not want this money. Take it. It's tainted. Dark sided. You let her into our house. Her name um, is Jade. I went to her station. Uh, I planted <laughs> the seed and I will see the harvest. <laughs> um, I hope you get to see the harvest of this show. Uh, I don't know when Vegas is reopening, <laughs> but I do know yeah. that I'm going to be doing a gig in Vegas for either Halloween or Pride, I think. Oh, wow. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, a socially distanced one, probably with my sister, Rhea Latre. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, I mean, at least Vegas will be popping a little bit. Um, do you think? Do you think this season, based on what you've seen, is deserving of a second uh, installment, a second season? Uh, I think yes. I mean. It all really comes down to if it performed like the network wanted it to. But I don't know. I mean, I watched it. I enjoyed it. And it's good promotion for the Vegas show. So I don't see why they wouldn't do it again. It was probably, you know, relatively inexpensive to produce. Everyone's there anyway. So, yeah, truth. Um, Well, next week we are going to be talking about something different. We're going to be talking about... um, (gasps) It's it's not season four, but it comes <gasps> after season four. It's season <gasps> five. five. Yay. Bring back my legendary goddesses. Now, did you decide did did you decide what you were the goddess of? Because the bubble one goddess land was taken, obviously. Everyone's a goddess of something. What were you the goddess I was, of? I actually was Everyone had like a prop, like a bow and arrow, a spear, a bubble wand. Yeah, I didn't have a prop. They, we decided that I didn't have a prop, so I was more. I was in the commercial. They do like green screen stuff behind us, and mine was like outer space. Like there were unicorns flying through outer space. So I think I'm like a space queen. Is that why your hair was so fucked up? The unicorns did it. Oh my god! Uh, Dare you? uh, Well. Anyway, get your bubble wands ready because it's time for season five with, um, I mean, I don't know where we'll get behind the scenes tips. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm we'll so see excited. When... I'm very excited. It's a great season. And um, it was a it was a really um, exciting time in my life. And I'm excited to like look back on it uh, and re, you know, relive it, relive it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and wait till you see this fucking <laughs> podcast art. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! It's it's so good. We'll talk about it next week once you see it because we know you're a little visual. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, we thank you very much for joining us on Race Chaser this week, and we promise to continue to provide you with award-winning content every week. I'm Willem, and I'm Alaska. And you can rate our podcast and comment about how fantastic it really is in great detail, and subscribe. Follow the dolls at Willem at the Only Alaska 5000 and our Race Chaser podcast is at Race Chaser Pod. Use the hashtag Race Chaser whenever you post and you can send us an email, drop us a line at racechaserpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And our, we have bonus content too at patreon.com slash Willem and you can search using the hashtag Race Chaser and then watch what you want a la carte. Yes. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Be considerate of those around you. Make your voting plan. Oh, yeah. Everybody got to make their voting plans. Yeah, definitely. Super now, uh, we'll see you next week. I'm going to um, gonna move out of this dressing room, uh, but we'll see you next week. That's not hot goss. <laughs> Race, Chaser. Race Chaser is not endorsed by World of Wonder, Viacom, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. RuPaul's Drag Race and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of the respective trademark and copyright holders. Forever Dog. Race Chaser with Alaskan Willem is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Our theme song is Race Chaser by Alaska Thunderfuck. Oh.